0: hello and welcome to another episode of internet marketing revealed my guest today is ken Hurukawa. he's an online marketer and he's involved in many different areas of the industry affiliate marketing youtube marketing and now even podcast marketing as well so we're going to have a chat about all of these different things over the course of this episode, and I'm sure that Ken is going to be able to share a ton of insights and tips and tricks and all of that good stuff uh, that we can use. So, first of all, welcome to the show, Ken.
1: Thank you, David. I I really appreciate being on your podcast, and I'm just excited to be here and and to to meet all of your all of your uh, followers and your fans.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll, I'm sure this is going to be a, a great episode because I know that uh, you're. Uh, quite prolific in different areas of online marketing. So I'm sure you're going to have a, a load of good stuff that uh, that you can share with us today. So I'm really looking forward to this uh, this episode personally. But before we get into all of that, could you just give us a, a bit about your your overall backstory? You know, where you're from, um, what you did before of this uh, all of this online stuff uh, took over your life. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was, uh, and hopefully
1: this is not the t- well, it's kind of like a typical story, but. Or atypical, I should say. I, I I worked in the corporate world for a long, long time, and uh, my 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 last real job, corporate job, was back in 2013, and I left that because just purely out of frustration. I I think it, it, it's it's one thing to have ideas and you share those ideas but you kind of know when people are just giving you the, uh, the, oh yeah. Okay. That's, that sounds great. like yeah, we'll, we'll think about doing that. And it got to the point where I thought to myself that, you know what, there's, there's gotta be something better out there. I I can do this. I can, I can um, bring my dreams or my ideas to reality and really utilize my marketing background to, to start a business. So I did what most people do. I did, I didn't plan. i just left i left the corporate world and i decided to start a business in uh the uh, local seo uh, world so i had a local seo consultancy and um that went that went really well i i I was able to network i was able to use the skills that i learned in my corporate job which is you know networking and and selling to get some clients and that all that stuff was going along really really well until uh that's when my wife and I, we had our first child, our only child. And I was a stay at home dad at the time and, and work in this business. And, and, you know, it's, it's just tough, right? It is when you have a child, your, your life, your life just totally changes. And it, it got to the point where it wasn't really feasible to have, um, to, to be able to have this type of, a, a of a work environment. I mean, I can't take my kid to an appointment or or, you know, a meeting at a client's office so i had to find something different that's when that's when i did this really 180 shift and i went into uh amazon fba so um just by happenstance i I saw a tweet online and uh i I clicked on the link and went down that rabbit hole and eventually ended up being an amazon fba uh seller for roughly about four and a half years i it was really good i i learned a lot I, i think i think in that period of time. I learned probably more in that period of time than I probably would have learned if I've gone to any type of business school. You really, when you have your own business and especially if you're in e-com and you're, you're shipping, having things shipped and you have to learn everything about customs duties, all these kinds of things. It's, it's, it's a, it's an educational experience that really you can't get it at college. You have to just actually do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I did. I did enjoy the um, the e-com world. But then again, at the point at some point in time, um, you know, the relationships with the factories weren't as good. And so eventually I, I decided to just leave. And so I started to slowly shut down my business and I went into uh, local marketing. Uh, linkedin
0: Okay. I mean, when you were doing the, the FBA side of things and what products were you selling?
1: Oh, I was selling uh, kitchen products so my my most success, well, first of all i started off in uh just in the wireless accessories world which, which i think most people like to do just because at least they you know we're all involved in the electronics so i i started off with that and then i i moved to uh kitchen kitchen and household goods and i had a soap dispenser i had a, this automatic soap dispenser that did really really well and i i my philosophy was since at the time there were a lot of people entering into the FBA world, there was a lot of people. And I think even to this day, there's a lot of people going in there. Um, they, they teach you in these courses to, you know, find a a product that's cheap that you can sell. But the problem is that's what everybody, everybody does. So I switched, I switched my, my mentality to go after products that were higher per unit cost at a higher, higher cost per unit. And really, that would limit the amount of people that would be willing to spend that kind of money. But prior to that, I already had the experience knowing that this was going to work. So I, I, I did my research. I found a company that made these soap dispensers that actually patented their design and struck up a, a, a deal with them. And you know that, that really was a really good relationship. Um, but yeah, that was that was that product was I mean, I had so much fun. I, I, I applied for a trademark. Um, I did, I did the whole nine yards I had my own brand. It was, it was fun. Um, but you know, all good things or some good things come to an end. And and that's when I decided to make the shift because just the stress of, of managing inventory is, is rough and, and, you know, with the way the world is now, especially when the lockdowns happened, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of factories shutting down and you know that that causes a lot of problems. And when your livelihood is based on factories, you know, creating the products and shipping them over, you know, that, that's that's kind of a tough pill to swallow. And that's the reason why I switched over to local marketing because I knew that there are businesses out where I lived that needed help with just the basic marketing, whether it be social media, whether it be running ads. Uh, but my specialty was lead gen and so or lead generation. And so I, I spent most of my time creating, you know, landing pages, running ads, and driving traffic to those uh, landing pages and getting leads. And uh,
0: did you find that was more agreeable than uh, to work around your your family life than the the Amazon side of things?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, because at this time I knew that I was making more because I made connections in my first. Uh, uh, business as an SEO consultant, I already had these connections. So I could pick up the phone and call people. I didn't have to meet with people in person. And because of word of mouth, I was able to land clients. And I think that really helped out and to be able to run these ads at, you know, different times. And, 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 and really, I could create the the landing pages at night. I could do them early in the morning. I could run the ads, start them anytime I wanted to. It was, it was really good. I mean, for me is it was important to spend a lot of time, obviously with my family and, you know, having a young child growing up and being responsible for taking care of them. It, it, for me, it was important to be able to have that flexibility. And I, th- I think, you know, running these, uh, you know, having this local marketing agency really, uh, you know, it, it really, uh, fit perfectly with, with that model for me. Um, but yeah, it was a really good experience. And, you know, it's one of those things, right? Where you just try, you try different things. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I'm not sure, I don't know about you, but if if you've gone through that where you've, I'm sure you've tried different types of things, different strategies and you, you, you eventually try and you do it for a while and then you you decide whether or not it's something that you really enjoy doing. And I think for me, that's, yeah.
0: yeah. for sure. I, I mean, it's, I like what you, you just said, the way you're looking at, The flexibility. And I think that's one of the main reasons that people come into online marketing in in whatever side of the industry. It is that flexibility, that time freedom. Of course, the the lure of the extra money is is important as well. But it is important that you have something that you can work around your, your real life. Otherwise, you're probably just better off sticking with the day job rather than spending you know, many hours per day working early mornings till late at night, slogging away on something and, and not getting the results that you want. So it is important that as you say there to try something out and to determine whether or not it's, it's actually going to work and that it's worth pursuing. So how long did you do the local marketing for then?
1: Yeah, I did the local marketing for about two years. And in between that, I was uh, pulled into consulting jobs. So I worked with other marketers um, to really odd stuff. Uh, I, I would I would be a coach where I'd be coaching people, coaching students, and you know help guide them through setting up you know a membership site. So I'd walk them through the different uh, processes, and we'd have weekly calls and and, and things like that. Coaching. If you guys are, if any of you are aspiring to be coaches, <laughs> you know, yeah, I give you, I give you all the credit in the world it is it is not easy to get people to do things that maybe they're not ready for. And I think that was the big takeaway for me was just that people, you can't force people to do something that they have to, they have to be committed to doing it. They have to, they have to basically understand what their why is or know their why, why they're doing it. And I, I think, you know, later on, we can talk a little bit about just the, the misconceptions that people have. Because, you know, when we talk about, you had mentioned that, you know, trying things out and deciding whether or not it's something that you that you want to do that's going to work before you leave your, you decide to leave your job, right? I left my job, I just left it. And I said, you know, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> and that was, like a, you know, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but, you know, I thought to myself, why not? Well, what's the worst that can happen? I I told myself that
0: were you having a really bad time at that job then to, to come to that decision, to just, you know, burn your bridges and just go for it online.
1: Yeah, it was, it was based out of frustration. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I come from a traditional marketing background and, you know, I had success in a previous, uh, previous role where we were able to stretch out our marketing dollars and get a ton more value, which we could turn around and and leverage to get sales. And I come up with this plan that would would have costed, you know, was like peanuts compared to what the company I was working for had had literally spent on marketing. And you know, I I literally put my money where my my mouth was. I told my boss, I said, "Look, if if I can't make this plan work, you can fire me, <laughs> or I'll I'll resign." that's how that's how that's how committed i was to it I, that that i knew it was going to work that i was going to help the people on the field that that was me uh, you know i was a guy out on the out in the field and i wanted to be able to uh just bring that and spread it across the country and and just model it after a previous um project that i did that was was highly successful and to get kind of you know, put on the back burner and say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. And I presented, I presented to directors. I presented, you know, I, pre- I did all these presentations and I got pushed back everywhere I went. And um, well, I'm not going to mention the company, by the way. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I got pushed back. And for me, that, that was kind of like the writing on the wall that, you know, maybe this is, this is not for me. Uh, because if, to me, if you're in a company, you own a corporation, a lot of corporations say that they, they want to develop their people because the greatest talent or the greatest resource are the people within the company you have to nurture that you have to grow that and some of the best ideas can come from your from your own employees and to not even have a chance to uh, have that like a pilot program or something to say hey look we're going to give you this seed money and we'll let you run with it and whatever happens you know we want to see the results we want to track it everything i mean that that to me would have been i would have been happy with that just just to prove it, but to not even get, you know, not even to get that close was, was just disappointing, you know, and I put yeah. in a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can tell that it still, you know, still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what you say there, it, it's a little bit like the, the coaching thing, but in reverse, because you've got your employer there building you up and encouraging you to know to develop yourself and to come up with these solutions but then they're not letting you like finish the job you know they're not letting you see it through whereas with coaching you're doing your best to encourage somebody to you know to to do what they employed you as a coach to to help them do but then they still just don't do it or they they don't put in the effort or they, they just Hold themselves back from from seeing it through. So it it's kind of similar, but but in reverse. There, when you were you were coaching, were you coaching people within the the online marketing industry, like the make money online industry, or was it in a, a different area?
1: No, it was it was in the make money online. It was it was it was a membership uh, uh, program, uh, setting up membership sites. And there was a lot involved in it and, and, you know, people knew what they were getting into. You know, you, you tell them that, you know, obviously this is not what we do is not a get rich quick scenario. You actually have to work folks. You have to work, put in the work. And I, I think over the past, I would say roughly maybe three years or more. That's when I started really working on my, my on my mindset. Because when you work in a corporate world, it's so different. Whether you show up or you don't show up, you're going to get paid. It, it doesn't matter. If you hang out at the coffee at, 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 the, at the coffee pot and you, you shoot the breeze for an hour before you actually get to work, you're still getting paid. Whereas what we do, if you're if you're you know messing around, you're not going to get paid. <laughs> it, your activity compounds, and that's what leads to. You getting paid and i i think just over those past three years I, I really worked on my mindset to make that shift to understand that you may not get the result i.e being you know tons of money you may not get that result right away but you do get a result and i think that the, that's the thing that i i really got out of the coaching piece was that I used to tell people because they would be like, you know, I'm not making any money. When is this website? When is this site going to be up? And you know, I'm like, this takes time. You're not writing any articles. You're not, you're not, uh, you know, not advertising, not bringing in people. You have to do that. It's in the beginning, you're going to be pouring your time and your energy and your resources into getting it started up. But once you get it started up and you build the momentum, things happen, but people, people just don't have that mindset. To, or grit, to to just to just you know slog through it and and, and just just go for it. Uh, you know, a lot of people ended up leaving or quitting just when they were just when they were getting started or just about ready to to get over that hump. And you know, people would say things like, "I didn't get anything out of it," and I'm like, "Are you are you crazy? Like, you got so many things out of this when you first started. You didn't even know how to write a blog article. Now you know how to do it." When you first started, you didn't even know how to run a Facebook ad, but now you know how to do it. I said, these, these skills that you have are transferable. And I tell this, I told this to people all the time is that you're looking to make extra money. I tell you what, the skills that you learn running Facebook ads, go find a friend who has a local business and tell them I'll run ads for you. I'll get you, I'll get you branding. I'll, I'll get your name out there. So people come to your store and you pay me, you know, X amount of dollars and you can do it for, for really cheap, but use the skills that you have. I mean, to, to say that you didn't get anything out of it, that, that to me, I, I couldn't understand that. I, I was like, of course, you got something out of it. You got some kind of, you got feedback, you got knowledge. Sure. You didn't get the big payday, but you know, that comes with putting in the work and you didn't put in the work. So, you know, that, that to me, I think the coaching part is, is probably the biggest takeaway that, that I got. So anybody that does it again i i totally admire you (laughs) for doing (laughs) it it's like herding cats right so um...
0: (laughs) that's a really good description of it Uh, i think with with the coaching as well when somebody hires a coach i think not for everybody but i think for some people then it's like they, they feel that the responsibility then has been transferred to the coach is right. Well, I've paid X amount of money now for this coach. This coach is going to get it all done for me. And therefore, I'm going to be successful without having to to put in any real time effort and, and work in themselves. I mean, that's what I think is possibly one of the the more common misconceptions for the online marketing industry is that if somebody pays somebody money, either for coaching or for uh, a how to do, you know, a how to product or something like that, then that automatically means that they're going to become an expert, that they're going to become successful at it. I mean, what would you say are some of the other common misconceptions that we have in this uh, online marketing industry, given your uh, experience there as a coach?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think to add to that hiring the coach piece is that I, I think that that because you they feel they've hired a coach, that success is going to be there immediately. And that can't be further from the truth. The coach is there to to guide you. And uh you you know my coach, Philip Borrowman, And I I call I call Philip my 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 Sherpa. And the reason why he's my Sherpa is that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to scale this, this mountain, this peak. I've never done it before. And my Sherpa is the one who's telling me, step here, don't step there. We're gonna sleep here, you're gonna rest here. And why wouldn't I listen to that and just do what my Sherpa says? Because it's a matter of life or death. If I don't listen to my guide, you know, I'm not gonna make it up the mountain. There's gonna be a little. There's gonna be a little marker there where where they where they buried me in the snow, um, but yeah, I, I think I think that's the thing where, you know, people. The misconception is that people think that just because you have a coach, that you're going to be immediately successful, and it is it's not. The coach is there. That's the first step. If you hire a good coach or a great coach, that's the first step. But the big step is really just opening your mind, and I think people have just these preconceived notions, like you had mentioned that, you know, they're going to, they're going to just be successful no matter what, because they have this coach, but you have to be open and really retool the way that you think in order to be successful. And it's, it's taking me years. And I'm still working on my mindset because it's, it's such an important part of your success in any, in any endeavor that you do. I, I, I give it, I call it the 90 10 rule where 90% of your success is mindset based and 10% of your success is skill set based. Now, with skill set, we all can learn skill set. Anybody can learn anything. It just takes a matter of time. But it's your mindset that either stops you from proceeding when you when you encounter a a hurdle or it it pushes you further because you can see you can see your business a year two years down the road. And you know that by doing what you're doing now, that it's going to pay off. And I, and I think a lot of people are stuck in the 10%. They think that, okay, well, now that I know how to build a landing page that my coach taught me how to do this, I'm going to start making all this money. Well, no, that's not the case that you, that there are other, there are other subtle nuances that people have to understand and, and really um, improve upon because it's a never ending thing. And you know, it's never ending. It, it, you're always constantly improving. You're always constantly changing and shifting and moving directions. And it's, it's the typical, uh, I don't know if you saw that graph, that, that, the uh, graph where they say that the people, when they see entrepreneurs, they just see the straight line that goes up and that, what it's really like is a squiggly line that goes left, right, up, down all over the place. But that's, that's what it is. And I, and I think with coaching, I think, I think people think that that's where they're going to go up that straight line, but I think what I've learned and what my coach has taught me is that when you take a step back and you look at the body of work that you've done, whether it be for six months or a year, and now I'm going into my my second year uh, with my coach, when you take a step back and you look at it from a macro perspective, you can see the improvement. Yeah. You know, if you look at it, a very micro perspective, you can see the ups and downs, but when you take a step back and you look at the big picture, that's when you see the steady improvement, things are going up. Things are going up knowledge, experience, confidence, all those things. And, and that's what a coach can provide you with. But yeah, a coach is not the, the, you know, be all end all, you know, just because you have a coach doesn't mean that you're going to be successful um, because a lot of it has to do with you. And I think that's the biggest misconception is that just because you have a coach, you know, doesn't mean that you're going to be successful that your coach, a good coach is going to help you with your mindset. Cause this, this, this space right here is, is, the biggest space is this the gap that most people have to learn how to overcome is their mindset.
0: Yeah, that's a really good explanation. Actually, uh, I like I like that what you said about the coach there, because the coach is more to, to signpost you along the way to make sure that you're doing the right things in the right order and not wasting time doing things that you shouldn't be doing and not just being there to do everything for you and to to give you a level of success in return for the, the, the payment that you've made to them. So I think that's a really important d- distinction and, and something that I think a lot of people in this industry have got totally the, the wrong way around. But uh, you mentioned Philip there. So I think this is probably a good time uh, to talk about at what point then did you did did you meet him and move away from the, the, the coaching side of thing yourself?
1: Yeah, so... You know, I tried at this point in time, I've tried different things um, and, you know, I I fell into the Warrior Plus, JVZoo, ClickBank world (laughs) and there are good products out there, folks. If if you haven't checked out David's product, go ahead and check it out. Um, But there are great, there are great products out there. They're just hard to find. So when you find, when you find somebody that has a great product, those are the people that you have to, to, you know, be a, be a part of, but um, yeah. I think what happened was just, I fell into that, that whole, uh, thing of, of, of thinking that was going to be easy. And, and I think it caught up to me where to the point where I was buying products and thinking, okay, this, this product, this product looks great. It it looks like it's, it's, it's going to help me, you know, push button my way to, you know, living on a beach. Right. And I think that's like the weirdest, don't you think that's the weirdest thing when, when you look at some sales pages and, um, you see somebody on the beach with a with a laptop, and I'm like, why <laughs> in the world would you want to sit on sit in the on the beach with your laptop open? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to expose my you know c- computer to all that
0: salt air. And you wouldn't even be able to see anyway. But anyway, yeah, exactly. I, All that sand, the sun glaring off the screen. You'd never get I know, anything done. That's no fun. You'd be sweating. I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> and
1: so I think it got to the point where for me I, I at the time I was uh talking to a, another marketer his name is JK Dottle and JK was probably one marketer that that or the marketer that kind of reinstilled my trust in in the whole uh, internet marketing world um and he he, he was promoting a product he had to, he was talking to me about a product he's like, yeah, I can I Working with this guy, he's a he's a former baker, and I'm like, what? He's a baker, former baker? He's like, yeah, former baker, and he's launching his own course. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And I, so I kept talking to him about it, and then when the product launched, I asked him. I said, what do you do? You think I should sign up for this? He's like, for you? He goes, yeah, you need this. <laughs> he goes, you you need you need some structure, uh, and he said, this is this is what's gonna help you. And so I purchased that product uh, in 2019. And I I told myself, I call it my line in the sand moment. I told myself that this, this is it. This is the last product that I'm going to buy ever, because if I can't commit to, to executing on this plan and, and making it work, then I'm never going to be able to do it. And luckily, you know, Philip was the, was the person that really, you know, to me, just he was, he was the person to communicate with. He he always answered my questions. And I was just so blown away that that I told myself, this is the guy. Like I need, I need to, I need to just follow what he's doing and, and just like follow his lead. And wherever he wherever it takes me, that's where it takes me. And at the time, you know, he was still building his business, taking action online. And, and at the time, he was also branching out and, and coming up with different products. And that's when that's when he uh, he had some kind of post talking about having a coaching group. And I thought, wow, this would be great. I I get to work with him. So, you know, I signed up for it and um, I was a little hesitant because it had to do with YouTube. And uh, you know, at the time I was blogging, I, 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 you know, for me, as, as uh, you know, I mentioned to you earlier, that I was a journalism major writing, writing came a little bit easier. Uh, I just couldn't imagine myself being on camera. I just couldn't. And, uh, I took a chance and, and it worked out and, you know, here I am two years later and, and having a successful business and it's still growing. I mean, it's something that where I'm building upon that. I mean, it's, it's never ending, but yeah, it, it was, it was just that, that kind of that, that, that downward spiral that I think a lot of people go through in the beginning. It's, it's interesting in the beginning, people think that it's so easy. That's the reason why you see all these products out there that, that promote push button, profits and and you know you just buy this and in in two steps you're going to make money and and you know they they go into it with the best intentions but you you kind of start realizing that hey you know what this this doesn't work like just keep selling this stuff but i buy it and it doesn't work and i i think i got to that point where i just couldn't sustain that anymore it was either i'm going to Make this work, or it's time to brush up the resume and get back into get, get back into the rat race again. And uh, luckily, you know, of course, I found Philip, and and you know, here I am today, talking to you on your yeah. podcast. Amazing,
0: <laughs> exactly. It's see, it's a, it's amazing where this online marketing world can take you. You know, <laughs> can open all of these doors. <laughs> it does. But um, Yeah, I I totally agree with with that as well about. You know, going on a downward spiral. I mean, I've I've been in that position myself, where you know you feel it, that whatever you're doing isn't isn't working, and you you, you really don't know what you're going to do next. And yeah, you, you have that decision to make. You either stick to one thing and make it work, or you just have to take a step back from the industry and and go back to a day job. And I mean, that's what I had to do uh, several years ago. So uh, I understand completely. But here's <laughs> the here's the thing, right? right?
1: Isn't it interesting? Because you and I, we're 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 normal, we're rational, we're intelligent human beings. But what is it about the internet marketing industry that, as soon as you dip your toe in that water or you go into that pond, all of a sudden you just throw all your common sense out the window? You, right? I mean, I mean, I you look at all the people that are are successful. They're they're just highly intelligent people, normal people with with good common sense. But for some reason, that just gets thrown out the window when it comes to making money online. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a copywriting. Who knows? But it's just it's amazing that that we'd all end up being this way.
0: Yeah, I think is a lot of it is is because it's selling you a dream and a, an alternate lifestyle, so you're not having to 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 do the hellish daily commute working eight or ten hours a day in a job you hate for a boss who you think is an idiot coming home then exhausted at the end of every day and then having to you know how to spend or try and spend quality time with your family even though all you want to do is just go to bed because you're so tired and you do that all week until the weekend comes you have a couple of days off and then you've got to do it all over again so i think that's probably why a lot of these products do sell, even if they do sound totally preposterous because people want to believe it. They want to believe that there is something better out there. If we just go back to where you, you joined Philips coaching program, was the YouTube marketing, was that introduced to you straight away? Because you said you were a bit, uh, you were a bit apprehensive about that.
1: Yeah, he, it, it was part of his overall action plan. And I, it was something I avoided just because again, I didn't want to be on, on, on camera. And so what, what kind of sold me on it was that he said that, Hey, you know what, it's going to be YouTube, but you're not, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be on camera. So I was like, Oh, really? Okay. That's something that, that, that I could do. I don't mind, uh, you know, having my voice over, over, you know, over, a. uh, uh slides or whatever, that's, that's totally fine. That that'll work for me. And so that's, that's when I decided to, to take a chance on it. And that channel I, I started up, um, you know, it, it did, it did well. I made some sales uh, for my product, my affiliate products. And that's when it kind of sunk in that, yeah, you know, I can actually do this. And as I got more comfortable, uh, making these videos, I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, part of, part of marketing is you, you, you want to create a brand. And the only way people are going to associate you with the brand is you got to show your face. You got, you have to be on camera. And, uh, so that's when I, I decided that, you know what, I'm going to start slowly introducing myself onto these videos. And so I started doing that. And then, uh, that's when, after his coaching ended, he, he had said that he was going to create this other coaching group, which is what I am part of now and i was ready for it by then i was ready for it i knew what i needed to do and i was comfortable with the the whole you know being on camera thing and you know i i think again it was just a mindset shift because when you think about it when people go to youtube and they search for you know they query something they're there to get the information they either get the information they want to be entertained maybe both they don't care what you look like. They don't care what you sound like. They just want the information. And if you give them good information, they're gonna follow you, or you know, leave comments or whatever. Uh, and I think for me, that was getting over that to 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 really put in my mind that you know what, nobody cares. Nobody really cares. And I, I think I think as long as I had in my mindset that I'm doing this for the people watching it, not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for them. I think that really made it that much more to me uh, something I could I could really do, because I felt like I, my, my nature is to to want to help people. I like to help people. And I thought, OK, well, if I can, I'm doing this to help people. So as long as I as long as I approach it to that from that perspective, then I think, you know, I'm going to be fine. And, you know, true enough. You know, now I don't, I don't even I don't even think twice about being on camera. Um, it's, it's not something that I think much about. And I, and I like YouTube just because just the immediacy of it uh, and the ability to to be able to, you know, uh, connect with people. It's one thing to connect through writing, but when you can connect through, you know, through face-to-face or being on video, I think that's, that can be a lot more powerful too.
0: Yeah. I mean, is that something then that you, you prefer about the video marketing side of things compared to, to blogging is, as you said yourself, you, you come from a, a journalistic background where, where where your strength is within the, the written word rather than appearing on camera. But is that something that you find more effective?
1: Yeah, it is. It is because I get to be myself more and I don't have to worry too much about grammar. <laughs> when you're writing, you have, to, you have to watch for your grammar. And I, I think I can be myself. And I, I feel that if I can speak face to face, even though I'm speaking, you know, through a piece of glass through to someone else, I feel like I, I have a chance to connect with them and, and share my personality. And you know, you can you can you can describe certain things in a written word, and, and still the written word is very, very powerful, but the emotion and just just you know just having that that connection being able to forge that connection immediately i think is is what's to me the most attractive part about it and you know i i think most people you know tend to like to watch videos now i think i think people just want that immediacy and not have to sit there and read through you know a a blog post um so i think i think the entertainment factor too is is a lot better and i can again i'm i can be quirky and and i have a dry sense of humor sometimes and I, i think that for me, allows me to 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 bring that out and I enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the the video side of things can really help to to highlight certain aspects of your your personality. And the more videos that people watch, then the the better they get to know you and they look out for these these certain quirks. And, you know, these jokes that you keep making, you know, even though (laughs) You, you think you've only said them the once, but you end up saying them on every other video and <laughs> you know, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think it can help to develop a, a really close relationship between uh, you and your audience there. Now, when you made that switch then from the videos where you didn't appear on camera to the videos where you did appear on camera, was that all on the same YouTube channel or did you start a new one when you decided that you were you were going to you know, show your face?
1: Yeah, I, it was a totally different channel. So the first channel I created was on CBD. So if, for those of you guys know what CBD is, it's uh, it's cannabidiol. It's that uh, uh, that that uh, extract from the um, hemp plant. But anyway, I, I created I created a channel around that. And it was just an inf- informational channel, just to talk about the benefits and and uh, of of CBD and the, the channel that I do now is just based purely on, on marketing, online marketing. And uh, you know, I knew that that because I named it Ken Furukawa marketing, that I had to be on, had to be on camera in order for it to be effective. Uh, so, you know, for me that was easy. And, and, you know, again, I had, I had already had that experience doing it. So the transition was an easy one in the beginning. It was a little bit different just because, now I didn't have the benefit of slides or graphics or B roll. And a lot of it was me just speaking. So it was learning a different skill, how to do jump cuts, how to do different types of graphics on, on your videos. It was, it was a very, very different experience, but I think just, you know, if you watch TV enough, <laughs> some people, you know, some of us have, you, you can, you, you kind of pick up on some of those things that they do, on the newscast or on, on any t- uh, television show. So you, you learn those kinds of things and incorporate them into your videos. And so for me, it was it was incorporating humor or incorporating some kind of snarky comment or something in it because that was my personality. And that's what I love about what I do now is because I can incorporate my personality into it. And it's it's my channel and it's my personality. So, you know, as long as I'm providing that information to people that can help them, the way I deliver it is the way I deliver it. And I'm gonna attract the people that I attract and I'm gonna repel the people that don't like what I do. And that's okay.
0: You made that, yeah, that switch from the, the not appearing on the camera to the appearing on the camera. Are you glad that you did it in that order?
1: Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I, I think just, even, even though in the beginning when I was recording videos, without my without showing my face I was nervous I don't know why no one saw no one would see my face but I was really really nervous and I think what it did was it was just kind of breaking down my preconceived notions of, of being on camera and I, I think the more I got used to it the the easier the transition became when I was ready to be on camera and you know, ever since then, it's just a lot easier. And and I do I do both now. I do I do some videos where I don't even show my face at all, uh, and I, and some of the videos I do more of my value videos. I like to 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 be on camera, um, but you know I, I do uh, product reviews. In, you know in the IM space, as you know, and those videos I I just do them off camera. Uh, and people, I think after a while they recognize the voice. I make sure that you know my thumbnail has a picture of me on it, so they they know that it's me. And I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, it was really good experience. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you know, just learning, like learning how to ride a bike, right? You, you start off with training wheels, and then later on, you take the training wheels off, and, and off you go. And I think that that really helped me out. I, I think that was a good way to break down that barrier in my mind of of being afraid to be on camera or just being afraid of being on YouTube. I, I you know, I think. And the, th- the thing that I thought was like, oh, I want to make a YouTube video and everyone's going to see it. But, you know, the thing is, is that no one in the beginning, no one sees your videos, <laughs> no one sees any of your videos. And I, I think that to me, once I realized that, you know, I no really going to see it. And, and unless they're looking for that specific topic, they're never ever going to see my videos. So you know, I think that part was another thing too, was like, well, what are my friends and my family going to think when they see me on, on YouTube? Like, what are they going to, you know, I want to be so embarrassed, but I thought, you know what, it, it, it's, this is my quote unquote job. And, you know, this is what I do. And, you know, now I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hesitant about it at all. And I, and I think, I think that's just the, the maturation process, right? The part where you're growing and your, your mindset is shifting and you're starting to, Kind of shed those shackles, I uh, I should say, you know, of of how you're, how you're raised, right? And and I think I, I wish I had known this a lot sooner in my life, because you know things would be a lot different. Uh, probably would have started a business a lot a long time ago. But you know, it's one of those things that we all go through in order to get to where we want to go, and we all have to go through that process. And and you know that too, right? So <laughs> you've been through that.
0: Exactly. I think um, having that mindset where you don't care what other people are going to think, especially your nearest and dearest family members, friends who, let, let's let face it, have no idea about this industry. They've got no idea what online marketing is uh, or the, the concept of making money online. Family members and friends who are not involved in the industry are reading my posts on social media, what they think about it. I don't know they don't they don't talk to me about it i don't ask for their opinion on it so you know we we just just get on with it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and if if they're not familiar with it that's that's totally fine and you know it it, to me it doesn't matter and you, you really you only have one life to live so you might as well live it to the best that you can rather than to live it in fear and you know obviously we all have fears and and it's just i think the process of going through and facing your fear and then overcoming it, I think I think that's that's one of the more like the benefits of of being online or starting your own business is that you you, you learn to grow thick skin. You learn to overcome your obstacles. You, you learn to be just I don't know, it, it, it's it's different. If I were to compare myself now versus when I worked in the corporate world, I'm I'm totally different in, in terms of just my mentality about my, where I approach certain things is so so different. I think I think when you work you have a real job, there's that sense of comfort. You may hate the job, you may hate your boss, you may hate all this stuff, but you 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 had comfort in knowing that you, you have health care, you have you know you're getting paid, you have all this stuff, you've you know, got coworkers, you got relationships there. When you're on your own, you're on your own. And I, I think that's when to me, you know, you, you start talking to yourself a lot more. And uh, you start second guessing yourself a lot more and there's nobody really to rely on. There's nobody to blame, right? And you can, you can blame your bad day on your coworkers or on your boss. But when you have a bad day in, in our world, folks, when you have a bad day, we can only blame ourselves for that and how we handled it. And then what we did to, to overcome that. I, I think that's another thing that's important to remember. And it, this is, even though it's, it's, it's fun. I like it and it can be exciting it can be relatively lonely <laughs> so even though we're talking on on video or we're on this podcast right now and we're connected via social media it's still kind of like a lonely journey uh in in this world
0: yeah it is i i actually quite like that though <laughs> i actually quite i actually quite like uh, you know working by myself and and uh, working in a quiet house during the day and, and all of that kind of thing. I, I think I think I was a, a hermit, I think, in waiting before the Internet <laughs> you know, the Internet <laughs> took, took over my, my life. <laughs> but yeah, I really actually enjoy that side of things. I know that, that people don't, but uh, that's actually one of my one of my more favorite parts, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, just to, to move on. I know that you're, you're doing a lot with video at the moment, but now you're also venturing into the world of of podcasting, like like the videos weren't taking up enough of your time, <laughs> yeah. and now you're getting into podcasting yourself. Yeah. How did that all come about?
1: Yeah, it was uh, on my channel. I started up a, a series, a playlist called The Grind, and it was mainly to speak to my audience about just the day to day grind of, of having an online business and it was just tough it, it it's really difficult to talk to yourself for even five minutes about a topic it, and 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 to be able to to keep it going and come up with ideas and i I think that lasted I don't know it didn't last very long and the idea then the idea came up where, my my partner, my co my uh, the co host Gary Gary Baker who was on your show, Gary Gary kept pestering me. He was like, "Hey, when are we going to do this? Let's do a podcast. Do you want to do a podcast?" I said "Yeah, that sounds great." And I thought he would forget about it. I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. Let's yeah, let's do it." And then he every so often he'd 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 uh, pester me. He'd be like, "Hey, when are we going to do this? When are we going to record? Let's do this. Like, I, I really want to do it." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, well, I guess we got to do it." And I it, I really enjoy having the banter, like how we, how we are now, because you get to share different perspectives. I don't, I'm not trying to ram my perspective about, about a specific topic down, down, you know, the audience's throat that we have different varying viewpoints and yeah, we're going to agree on some things we're going to agree and we're not going to agree on others, but I think it really helps to, to kind of flesh out the, the topic and give more perspective behind it because I have very limited perspective, but you know Gary has, you know, perspective as well and together it it makes for a good show and we just we just have a lot of fun with it. I think for us it's an outlet to 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 kind of speak about some of the frustrations and some of the the things that we encounter with people that either subscribe to our channel or people who comment you know, send us emails and things like that. We, 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 we like to talk about those things and like, like you, we, you know, I'll take things from comments and we'll use that for, for topic, uh, for content. And we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, on our, on our podcast, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's definitely something where I think we can, we're going to be doing this for a long time and, you know, obviously we, we want to have you on our show. That'd be I a fun so. one too. Yeah. That's a fun one to, to have. And. You know, we're we're going to start expanding on into into interviews as well. But yeah, it's 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 just a way for us to really tell people the truth about you know affiliate marketing and making money online. That that we want people to to understand that it's not easy. That that you got to have a strategy, and you know, you, you may switch tactics and strategies over a period of time, but you got to stick with one thing for a while to understand whether or not it's going to work for you. And and I think if we can get that message across and, and get people to to understand that, that this is not something where you're going to buy a $17 product and all of a sudden, three weeks later, you're going to be cashing in and living on the beach. You know, I think we, we, we want to really kind of this kind of uh, wake people up to that whole make money online world because um, I just feel like people are in this trance when, when they get in there. I mean, I i get to review products now so it's fun to kind of buy them and go through the funnels and see how many upsells and downsells that i Mm -hmm. used to go through early on and how i would buy everything thinking that this is going to be great now i look at it and i'm like oh my gosh like wow there's 15 upsells and 15 downsells oh my goodness it's take like an hour just to get through this just this selling process but yeah i i think the podcast is 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 fun um it's just another way to reach another audience like like what you're doing right now and to just share your knowledge, your perspective, and other people's knowledge and perspective with the rest of the world. And this is so powerful. I, I think it's a powerful medium. And I'm glad that there are more people like us out there who are trying to 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 share the truth uh, about making money online in the internet marketing world. It's, it's a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah, it really is. I, I only wish I'd started doing this a long time ago now, <laughs> I, having, having recorded a few episodes, I I ask myself after each recording now, why didn't you do this a year ago? Why didn't you do this eighteen months ago? <laughs> you know, and and I, I totally agree. I think it is a, a really powerful medium, and I think it's one that is only gonna continue to grow over the next few years. Uh, have you thought about what your like your long term plans are for the podcast yet?
1: No, not really. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we want to have more guests on, uh, you know, we're, we're even looking into expanding out to things like uh, creating a merchandise store, you know, things, little things like that, because it's just fun. It's fun to, to, to dream of these possibilities. Uh, you know, we don't know. I, I mean, maybe Gary said something. I, I, I don't know. I, I just like, I just like having that outlet to talk about what's going on in our worlds, and to share that with our audience, and hopefully touch someone's life. I mean, if, if we can, we can, if we can turn one person's life around, and and, and they can, you know, understand what it's going to be really like to start an, an online business, then you know, then our job is done. At least for me, I, that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, definitely, we want to grow the podcast, have more guests. You know, we we're already we're already talking about you know when there's some kind of live big live marketing event, we want to go there and and try and interview people. Um, those kinds of things. We're we're already talking about those um, adding in those little wrinkles, but yeah, uh, definitely want to expand it. I don't, you know, how far it goes, who knows? I'm only looking at it probably maybe about a year, year ahead of time. I'm not looking at it five years ahead, but Gary's already, I'm sure Gary's thinking we're going to be on TV or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That that would be a show worth watching actually. That would be really good. Yeah. I think, I think that's uh, probably a good place to, to start wrapping things up, there, uh, what would you say your your plans are then for the next twelve months or so? Not just necessarily with the podcast, but with your, your whole like online marketing uh, journey overall.
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely growing, continuing to grow my channel, and and really start expanding on the content. But also, what I really want to do is uh, kind of branch out and find other areas of of revenue. So, you know, my my main business is is my YouTube channel and the business that I have right now. And I think it's important to understand that in the past I would just go do three or four things all at once without having stuck with just one at one time. So, we built this YouTube channel and I feel I haven't mastered everything, so to speak, but I've got a good grasp, a good understanding of what I need to do and I think that's most important thing to understand is sticking with one thing and doing it for at least six to 12 months and not being distracted by other things. And then from there, once you, once you start realizing and, and start understanding what your goal is for that one particular strategy or, or business that you're doing, then it's okay to start exploring other areas. So that's, I think that's the goal is, is starting to eventually branch out. So the, the podcast is, is uh, uh one branch. And then, you know, who knows what's going to come up, uh, I think right now there's so many possibilities. It, they just sometimes they just fall in your lap, right? So I, I think that I think right now it's, it's it's a channel, growing that channel, helping as many people as I can. Uh, I like to tell people that that I, I put on my I put on my chainmail and I go into that piranha infested pond and I try and pull out as many people as I can <laughs> and and rescue them from just being just being <laughs> ravaged by piranhas. in in the the marketing world. So I I try to, I I do that, but eventually I want to, I want to expand that out and, and, and really dive deeper more into the value side of it and, and get people to just start seeing the bigger picture rather than just seeing just a small piece of it, which is, you know, I get to make money, right? They don't, they don't see that whole big picture. And I I really want to expand upon that and kind of take my subscribers on that journey as well. So yeah, those, those are pretty much the plans that I have.
0: Okay, that, that sounds really good. Uh, lots of opportunities, exciting times ahead uh, as well. Now, if anybody listening needs rescuing, <laughs> where's the best place for them to find you?
1: Well, they can go to my YouTube channel. That would be uh, Ken Furukawa Marketing, um, or you can go to to um, to uh, to my Facebook page. Uh, you know, just look for Ken Furukawa Marketing again. I'll be there or go to kenfrucal.com. So I have, I offer up a 12 step action plan and it's a 12 step action plan for affiliate marketers. It is excellent. It is free. And you know, you're really going to learn just what it takes to build a business and it's going to help you build that foundation that you need in order to build a business. And I I think, I think a lot of people would benefit from it by checking it out. So yeah, if you guys need help, Then, then go to take take advantage of that twelve-step action plan for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, if uh, if anybody listening now can feel the the piranhas nipping at their toes, then I'll put the the links to all of Ken's resources in the uh, the show notes as well, so you'll be able to to, to get access to those, including the, the the freebie that he's offering up as well. Okay, well, I think we'll we'll end things there. That seems like a good place to to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Ken, for coming on to the podcast today. I knew it would be a a good episode. And it was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here as well, because I knew you'd have a a lot to talk about in terms of uh, the YouTube side of things and also the the podcast side of things. I know we didn't really talk too much about the podcast, but uh, maybe there'll be an opportunity to to do that again uh, sometime in the future as well. And uh, I also look forward to uh, appearing on the affiliate files with uh, with yourself and Gary. So, um, please, uh, invite me on to that uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as soon as possible. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Thank you once again for, for joining us today and uh, no doubt I'll catch up with you very, very soon.
1: All right. Thanks David.
0: Please visit internetmarketingreveal.com and davidwalker.net for more free content. If you need a domain name for your business, visit domainsreveal.com where you'll find more than 1,000 premium domains. And finally, please rate and review this podcast. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.